celebrating female role models across our community. Live from Williamstown High School in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Willie High Live. Welcome everyone, live from Williamstown High School in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Willie High Live. My name is Steph Loney and my co-hosts today are Gria, Izzy and Tyler. Our special guest today is Kathy Pazes, nephrologist, obstetric medical physician and my mum. <laughs> Hi Kathy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Steph. First question, what does your work involve? Um, so I'm a physician and I've got uh, two, two fields. I'm a nephrologist, so that means I look after people who have kidney disease, um, so people who might have um, kidney problems and also people who have failed kidneys, so need dialysis. Um, that means either they have on a machine for dialysis where they have their blood washed they normally might come into hospital to have their blood washed two or three times a week or they might have dialysis at home or um, also look after people who have kidney transplants as well or being worked up to have a transplant. And then also I do something a bit different and I look after um, women who have um, complex sort of medical problems um, in pregnancy. So sometimes... Um, n- People, women who are straightforward, I don't see those women, but people, maybe women that have um, other illnesses and maybe in the past, you know, maybe couldn't get pregnant but now do, um, I look after those women in pregnancy and sort of help them get through the pregnancy and make sure their medicines are safe and that their, um, their sicknesses are okay during pregnancy so that they're safe during pregnancy and that the babies are sort of protected during pregnancy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you like the most about your job? Um, I like interacting with people and yep. um, I like kind of helping people. <laughs> so um, that's probably why I went into medicine. Yeah, I like sort of being with people. Yeah, so I like I like that interaction with people and I like, um, yeah, I just like the whole interaction and um, being able to help people and just, um, yeah, just sort of communicating with people and um, having a chance to, um, yeah, just to help them through their um, being able to help them through their illnesses and help them along the way and stuff. Um, So I like to educate them and just help them sort of take control of some of their life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Especially some people, you know, that have very complex diseases um, and especially with some of the illnesses, you know, they have to live with them for their whole lives. So sometimes I might see someone, for example, in pregnancy that's got kidney problems and then they might end up having a transplant and then sometimes they might end up having a baby with a transplant. So it's quite nice. And then I might see them back in the kidney clinic with their baby that's yeah. grown up. So it is quite nice to see that whole you know, um, change over time. So I really like yeah. that. Awesome. Did you always um, want to be the job that you've chosen? Um, not always, I suppose. I wanted to be a teacher at one. I always wanted to do something with people, yeah. 
Um, I think I wanted to be a teacher at one time, but I always wanted to do something with with people. Yeah, so I just chose medicine a bit later on because I liked science and I liked the complexity of medicine and just trying to work out things. So I, I like the yeah, the bit of a mystery, you know, trying to work out the puzzles and stuff like that. So that's why I chose medicine, I suppose. Yeah. Did you face any challenges like with your career? Um, yeah, a few challenges. Yeah, just, I mean, just I suppose there were lots of challenges. Like I grew up um, on the w- west side of Melbourne, yeah, um, and initially I went to a school in Footscray, so that was sort of fairly poor school, so and then I went to a girls' school. So initially, you know, I came from a migrant background. My parents were Greek. Um, and then when I went to a girls' school, um, not many, there weren't many Greeks there. So that was pretty odd for me because when I lived in Footscray, everyone was Greek or Italian and thinking Yugoslavian. Um, so it was pretty strange to go to a school where there were hardly any sort of, at that time, you know, um, migrants. So that was quite odd. To, to be in that sort of environment. Um, so that was kind of a, a bit of a challenge, yeah. Um, and then so I sort of got over that in the first couple of years. I felt really strange <laughs> in the beginning. Um, and then I think um, just the, the challenges of you know, having to study and you sort of have to sort of study hard and stuff like that. And then in medicine, um, that you know, there's the challenges of always – balancing your life, um, especially, I suppose, you know, I think, you, you know, being a woman and trying to balance your life, family life with working <laughs> um, and trying to be a mum and also, um, yeah, trying to, you know, be be a mother <laughs> and also trying to balance your career as well. Like, so if you want to be a good career person, you have to work really hard. But also if you want to be a mum and be at the sports events and do all those kind of things, then you sort of have to kind of balance things from that point of view. So I don't know what the good balance is, so that's always a struggle, I think, yeah. So earlier you mentioned that you work in a couple of different fields with like pregnancy and that sort of stuff. How did you decide that those were the fields you wanted to do? Um, in a way I kind of fell into them, but I think they were um, the – the kidney field sort of is a bit of a mixture of things. So um, a lot of it's it's quite complicated and you tend to look after the whole person like because um, kidney disease involves a lot of um, – you look after the whole patient usually. So you look after the, their heart problems and their – um, there are other problems rather than just looking after one one problem. So you look after everything usually. So because it's sort of, um, you know, just more of a, you know, you look after the whole person and you look after them for a long time and there's also transplantation in there as well. Um, I, I liked it because it was a much more complex kind of um, part of medicine, Yeah. And then I sort of fell into obstetric medicine because that hospital came um, – was relocated next to us 
And then I found it really interesting. They wanted some people to work there and then I just found it really interesting and it was a very different kind of medicine, like the patient, the women, you know, it was all very um, short term. You look after someone for nine months and then that's it. Like it was very different medicine from the kidney medicine where you look after them forever and ever and ever. But I found the medicine really, really interesting because you look after a lot of different things. So I look after everything really, you know, not only kidneys, I look after heart problems, liver problems, <laughs> everything. And um, I think people were, uh, some people are scared of looking after those problems in pregnant women. So I found, um, yeah, I found that kind of a challenge. So I've really sort of, you know, kind of went through the education process and I really enjoyed it and a really nice bunch of people where I work. So I think that makes a big difference. I think the people that I actually work with um, also makes a huge difference as to what field you go into too. Mm. Yeah. Um, were there any specific moments in your career where you felt marginalised in any way because of your gender in the medicine um, industry? Yeah, there's there's a few I suppose. Um I think when you apply for grants and stuff um, and you don't get them and they say, you know, um, you know, you apply for grants, you apply for money to do research and things like that and you don't get them and they say it's because you don't have paper, enough papers or, you know, um, and sometimes that's because, you know, you maybe you've taken time out to have children and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and you get that comment back and I sort of, you know, you feel that, well, <laughs> I've taken time out but that's never taken into account. So yeah. I've sort of, I don't know, that happens, yeah, and you kind of feel really, yeah, I, I kind of, that always makes me feel <laughs> angry I suppose in a way, yeah. And sometimes people, you know, they say comments that they don't realise that, um, they can be quite hurtful. Like, you know, I'm sitting at a computer and I'm working at the computer. I mean, Steph knows this, you know. And my boss said, oh, what are you doing, Kathy? You're shopping for shoes. Like, you know, and I sort of think, well, you know, I'm working really hard here. Like, you yeah. know, I'm working hard after hours, you know, and trying to get home. And, um, and you'd never say that to my male colleague next door shopping for shoes, you know. And I sort of think, you know, that sort of – it's just a funny comment, but I, it was, like, quite hurtful for me because I sort of think, oh, yeah. And there's other things, like, you know, people like – there's committee um, – there was times when a, a, a committee position was free and, um, you know, I, I applied for it, but, you know, someone – that they someone approached one of my male colleagues but didn't sort of think about me or yeah I think you know sometimes you know people think about your male colleagues first because for those higher positions because they're males and they think they'll have the time to do it whereas they don't approach you so I think that happens sometimes yeah yeah, yeah. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Willie High Live, live from Williamstown High School in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Steph and my co-hosts today are Gria, Izzy and Tyler and our special guest today is Kathy Pence. <laughs> Thanks. Um, did you in any way feel influenced to choose the career that you chose, like growing up? Um, no, not really, no. I just sort of went into it um, by myself, yeah, despite 
mean, great parents with very strong views. They didn't kind of influence me. They just sort of felt that I needed to get an education but didn't influence me to get a career in medicine. Yeah, I think that's – I chose that on my own. Do you have any advice that you give to yourself 10 years ago? To myself? Yeah. Um, I think that – I think now I'd probably say – like to be like stronger in your view, like whatever you – to believe in yourself, um, be a bit stronger and forceful like about what you want to do. Like maybe even now I think I am stronger and more forceful than what I was 10 years ago and maybe go for what you want to do, yeah, rather than be a bit more – you know, n- not be as confident, yeah. So maybe I, I don't know what it is, yeah, whether it's just age or whether it's what's happening around, but I think, um, yeah, I think be a bit forceful and just go and do what you want to do and don't be afraid about doing it, I think, yeah. And I think that's probably, you know, a good example to set to everyone else around you as well. Yeah. Do you think that medicine is still a male-dominated industry or do you think it's a fairly equal workspace now? I think in most of the areas now it's much, much um, better. Yeah, so there's I think it's equal and even in some areas there's more females now. So I think that's um, it's much better. There's some of the surgical um, areas that where it is a bit still a bit um, male-dominated, some of the surgical streams, but overall I think there's much more female sort of presence mm-hmm. now. Um, did you or any other person, like even work colleagues, work, work colleagues, have doubts that you could achieve what you have achieved in your career? Um, I think initially when you're sort of starting out, yeah, you sort of don't know, um, you know, you're kind of – out how much you can achieve because there's lots of competition, um, you know, um, and initially I think, you know, especially in the old, like, you know, older, older times, I think medicine was a bit of an old boys club. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it was who you knew and all those kind of things. So I think um, originally there was that fear of old boys club. So, you know, it's who you knew and all those kind of things, whereas I think that's changing a lot now. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I think, yeah, you're sort of worried that you didn't, you know, you didn't belong to that old boys club, yeah. to what, you know, the old Melbourne club and things like that. But I think that's all changed now. And my bosses, you know, they weren't like that. Um, so I think that's that's all all very much changed. But, yes, when you're starting out, yes, you do worry about those kind of things, yeah. I mean, I did very well, so I had good marks behind me, so Mm -hmm. that kind of gave me the confidence, do you know what I mean? Like to be able – because I did very well, I sort of had the confidence that, you know, I think you can't ignore that, I suppose, when you're going for jobs and Mm -hmm. stuff. So, you know, people kind of, um, you know, they like you because of that, I suppose. So it helps – it opens doors for you and stuff, whereas maybe if I hadn't done so well, things would have been a little bit different. Mm. Yeah. So, Cathy, what are you proud of most in your career that you've done? Um, I'm just proud of just being able to help people. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of – like, you know, I'm proud that patients, like I've got along with a lot of patients over years. I've made really good friends of, you know, they really trusted me. Um, 
I'm proud I've been able to teach people and a lot of the, you know, I've been sort of like I think a good role model for a lot of the red, for the people below me um, and hopefully they've taught them a bit of balance like between having a balance between work and life, like, you know, that you don't have to sort of work and not have any life, work-life balance. Yeah. Um, so I think hopefully that's what I've kind of, you know, that you, and you can be like a nice person. You don't have to kind of be, you know, that really kind of, you know, not approachable kind of person as well. So um, that's what I sort of hope that I've kind of, you know, achieved and taught the people below me that all come through every year, like the trainees and stuff. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, <laughs> what qualities or traits helped you get where you are today? Um, well, I think those kind of traits where I just sort of got a bit more perspective on life yep um and that there is a bit of that a bit of that balance there where I just it's not just all work and stuff um Mm -hmm. and and then that I can kind of see that um and that um I don't like I've never kind of strived to be ahead of like I'm not a big person to be ahead of a unit Mm -hmm. or things like that so um I think that's why I'm sort of a bit, bit more balanced, I suppose, from yeah. that point of view. Yeah. Were you always like aware of that balance before you had yeah. your own family? Or Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think I was always aware that I, I wasn't, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it like when you were younger, going through high school and uni, picking tougher subjects, obviously, like when I was – a bit different and you were a female stuff like that? Because um, I went to a girls' school, it was pretty good actually because um, we had a really good, like, you know, a real good motto I suppose in that you can do anything you want to do and I think that was really helpful in that, you know, if you want to try something and you want to do it, just give it a go and I think that was really helpful. Like I didn't feel like I couldn't do anything, like I could – you know, everyone felt that you can just try things, give them a go, try your hardest and that you could do anything you wanted to do. So there wasn't any sort of fear of doing, you know, maths or science and that maths and science were for boys and, you know, girls couldn't do it because it was, I don't know, it was all girl environments. So of course, you know, some people were going to do maths, some people were going to do science and like there was never that sort of feeling that, you know, um, there was that divide or anything. So... I don't know, it was always that feeling that, you know, just give anything a go, girls can do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Do you think that if you didn't go to an all-girls school that things might be different now? I think if I didn't go, um, because I did go to a very, like, poor primary school, like... It was pretty poor. <laughs> like I, I had to teach the preppies like in grade six and stuff like that. So I think, yes, I think it might have been different because, um, yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. So although I didn't like the school, um, I think that, yeah, that that sort of attitude I think really helped me. Yeah, yeah. I think that's true. Yeah, I think about that sometimes. Yeah, yeah so if you're – in an, oh, sorry. If you're in an old girls' high school and you're doing the hardest subjects, 
I don't know that it was because it was all girls. I think it was just the attitude, you know, that you can just the, you know, the the feeling that you can do what you want to do and just the positive kind of energy there, you know, that, yep. you know, that just, you know, give it a go. Um, you can do it if you want to. Um, just, 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 it was just positive energy and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And have you, um, were there any other jobs that you wanted to do when you were younger? Um, look, I just like teaching. I wanted to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I sort of just, you know, maybe I wanted to be a policeman or just things that sort of more helping yeah, or to do with jobs. people. Yeah. yeah. Sort of social, yeah, all those yeah. kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that your surroundings heavily influence like how you learn? Like if you had a, not as much of a positive surrounding in school, you would have had a better education or a worse education? Um, I think once. No, I think once I sort of got into the habit of learning and just got that sort of um, got into that vibe, I think I was okay then. Like then I kind of motivated myself, I think. Once I found the path, I was okay, I think, yeah. So I don't think I would have, you know, lost the path, but I just needed to find, you know, my own path, I suppose. And then I was, yeah, I don't think – it would have. It was just finding my own path in the beginning. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone who is like facing any self doubt in a position where they feel like they couldn't do it? Um, look, I think just you just got to find things that you find um, that you enjoy that are stimulating for you. I suppose I found that stimulating for me. Like you know, if people don't find it stimulating, obviously that's not. You know, but I found that working environment and the subjects I was doing stimulating. So I suppose there's no point doing stuff that you don't find stimulating and things. And I could see I really enjoyed the subjects. So, um, yeah, so I suppose you've got to do things that you enjoy um, and you've got to find those things that you enjoy. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's my advice, but, yeah. So if you don't find it interesting, you probably have a hard time finding motivation to <laughs> I do suppose it. you've got to find something, don't you, because yeah. otherwise you – yeah, but I, I suppose it's – yeah, you've got to find a way to motivate yourself too, don't you, in a way. I guess. <laughs> um, and if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Willie High Live, live from Williamstown High School in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Steph Loney and my co-hosts today are Gria, Izzy and Tyler and our special guest today is Kathy Paces. So you said before how that the improvements of equality in the workplace has like improved vastly since you started. Do you think, what do you, what else do you think needs to be done to improve the equality for the future? Um, look, I think a lot of things have um, happened and, and, you know, um, like from when I started to work, like the, um, just the conditions, first of all, that we worked under um, are much better. Like, you know, um, the hours that I worked were just silly. Like, you know, we just work continuously from Saturday morning till Monday and then I'd just be so exhausted, you know. I couldn't make – I wouldn't have been able to make any proper decisions but you just worked all that time. Um, you know, three years out, I'd be in charge of the emergency department. I mean, that would be ridiculous, really. So all those things, those basic things have changed, you know, work 
workplace conditions have changed and hours and all those kind of things. Teaching has changed. So a lot of those things have, you know, vastly improved. So I think people are much more sensible about all those things. So um, so I think that's, you know, those things make a big difference as to how you work and um, and things. Yeah, obviously, you know, I mean, when we work like that, we also, you know, we also kind of had very good um, rapport with each other because we all kind of lived and, you know, so we actually – made very good friendships and we all um, – so I suppose the friendships you make now are not the same because you don't spend as much time with each other. So there is like, you know um, – so, you know, I knew all my working colleagues really, really well, yeah. So as a working unit, we worked very well, but that's – you give up that now because you don't really work as close because you don't work as long with them and all that kind of thing. So, so, so there's some give and takes, I suppose, but definitely the working conditions are much better now and stuff. Um, so for the future, I think, you know – Looking at all those kind of things, um, I think those things will continue to improve. Teaching will continue to improve. Um, support will continue to improve for people. And I think that just will just keep on getting better, I think. Yeah. So how did you find working through COVID? Was it more difficult? Yeah. And it still kind of continues. Yeah. I think um, we're much more isolated now. So... Um, so a lot of um, patients, we still don't see everyone face-to-face, -face, so a lot of our appointments still are either phone or telehealth. Sometimes we see people – still, you know, we can we see some people face-to-face. -face. Um, so that's really difficult um, because sometimes if you don't see people, you don't actually see what problems they actually have. You don't examine them, so that's been difficult. Um, also, you don't speak to pe your colleagues as much because a lot of time you're locked in your room. Um, so it is a bit lonely like that. Um, yeah, so we don't um, – I um, – the registrars that we work with, like I didn't recognise them because they always have their mask on. So, you know, when we saw them at our Christmas party, so we've been working for a year, like the first time I recognised them was when they took their mask off, like, you know, I hadn't seen their mouth or anything for the whole year. So it was really bizarre, like, the, to see them without their mask on. We hadn't seen them for a year. Like, I wouldn't have recognised them working down the street and stuff. Um, you know, we used to have, like, morning teas together, but we don't have that anymore. Like, um, you know, we did had to do extra shifts. Um, yeah, patients, you know, they're always they don't, complaining about the masks. Um, there's just... A lot of our um, patients, our transplant patients are on a lot of medications that make them more vulnerable to COVID, even now. Um, so a lot of, of, quite a few of our patients did die. Um, so that was really sad for us um, because, you know, they, they had their immune systems, they had their immune systems suppressed. So for us as a unit, that was really sad. Um, and for a lot of them, they still can't live a completely normal life because they are still immunosuppressed and stuff. So COVID was, you know, a big thing for, for us at the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Did that change your view on your job a bit, like going through COVID and seeing a much more darker side? Of no, I think um, it was good to be able to do something. Like, yeah, so, you know, just 
give the messages about vaccination, um, the medications being able to help, um, you know, um, with the, the, the new drugs for the antivirals came out. Um, being able to reassure people, um, you know, send them out the education materials. So I think people were panicking, so it was good to be able to reassure them and educate them and stuff like that. So um, I think it was a big learning curve for us because we had to learn about new drugs, um, all those kind of things. Um, I had to do some, you know, worked in emergency for a bit because they were short-staffed. Um, so there were a lot of changes, yeah. Bit, bit of an education kind of curve. Do you have any regrets over your career that you would have changed now that you're more knowledge? <laughs> um, I think I would have been a bit more vocal um, over my career. Like I would have said more things rather than being quiet. Um, yeah, I think I would have been more, would have stood up and said more things rather than sort of kept quiet about some things. How do you think that would have helped you? I don't know. Just would have made me feel better. (laughs) (laughs) About yourself? Yeah, I just would have stood up for a few more things, I think. Yeah, wouldn't have been shy shy about some things. Mm. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Willie High Live, live from Williamstown High School in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Steph Loney and my co-hosts today are Gria, Izzy and Tyler and our special guest today is Kathy Paisley. And in the future, do you think you'll have, like, the confidence now to step up for yourself and what you believe in? Yeah, yeah. I do talk a lot more in meetings. Yeah. <laughs> I talk a lot more. My boss tells me to keep quiet now. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do talk talk much more. Yep. That's all we have time for today. <laughs> Thank you to our guest, Kathy. It's been a great pleasure talking to you today. Um, live from Williamstown High School in Melbourne, Australia, you've been listening to Be Like Her Live on Willie High Live. My name is Steph Loney and my co-hosts today are Gria, Izzy and Tyler. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have found the information today useful. Until next time, have a great day. Celebrating female role models across our community. Live from Williamstown High School in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Willie High Live.